0: Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is sponsored by Locker Room, the live audio only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time by downloading the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store. You're Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, June 4th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Go rate me five stars. Leave a review if you want to. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for tuning into Friday's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, finally Friday. We're closing in on the weekend here. And to start off the show today, we're going to continue on with the latest news out of the 2021 World Championships. If you tuned into yesterday's episode, then you already know that Team USA defeated Slovakia by a score of 6-1, to one, no action for Blackhawks goaltender prospect Drew commesso in that one. He's serving as the third goaltender on the United States roster behind Cal Peterson and Jake Ottinger. And then Lucas Reichel in Team Germany also beat Philip Kurashev and Team Switzerland 3-2 in a shootout. So both the United States and Germany punched their tickets to the semifinals yesterday morning. And then in the two afternoon quarterfinal games, first in the matchup between... Dominic Kubelik and the Czech Republic and Team Finland. Ugh, a tough one Nothing loss for the Czech Republic to end their tournament. They did outshoot Finland 28-24, to but just couldn't find a way to put one in the back of the net. Finnish goaltender, uh, what, what was his name? I gotta go pull up the box score real quick. I wish it was Kevin Lankanen, um, but it was UC Okinyura, right? Uh, he stopped all 28 shots that he faced, so... That puts Kubelik and the Czech Republic, unfortunately, out of the world championships. Kubalik finishes the tournament with six points in his seven games played, three goals and three assists. He played a top-line role for the Czech Republic in basically every game, just as a whole, they weren't able to come through yesterday in that tough one-nothing loss to Finland, who, by the way, despite having like two or three NHLers on their roster, they just continue to have success here in the World Championships. Back in 2019, they didn't have a single NHL player on their roster and somehow managed to come away with the gold medal, in large part due to, uh at the time, Hawks goaltender prospect. He was probably, what, he was 24 back then, hadn't even had any AHL experience, but really backstopped Finland to a gold medal that season. He had that incredible performance against a loaded Team Russia, where I believe... I don't know if he got the shutout. It was either he had a shutout or he allowed one goal. I can't remember. It was two summers ago now. Um, but Finland, they join Team USA and Germany in the semifinals. And then... uh In the final matchup of the quarterfinals yesterday between Nikita Zadorov, Max Shalunov, and Team Russia, they faced off against Brandon Hagel, Brandon Peary, Nicholas Bodan, and Team Canada. First, before I get into the game itself, yesterday on the show, I reported that Max Shalunov was a healthy scratch for Russia for the second time in the last three games. Well, turns out that he actually wasn't a healthy scratch after all. Apparently... Shalonov suffered a little bit of a minor injury in his last game played when Russia beat Belarus six to nothing on Tuesday, which he scored a goal in that game, so not a healthy scratch, just unfortunately, a bit shaken up after that hit. I retweeted uh, a video of that play on Twitter if you want to go back and check it out at Talk and Hockey, um, but ah, excuse me, a little sip of water real quick. But no Shalanov for Russia yesterday. Not sure that that really mattered, though, because um, as I've talked about on the podcast many times, he hadn't played well at all so far in the tournament. Um, But maybe they could have used him a little bit because Team Canada pulled off the major upset, defeating Russia 2-1 in overtime to advance onto the semifinals where they will be taking on Team USA, baby. A huge win here for Canada. What a ride it's been for them throughout the World Championships. Um, I believe they lost their first three games. Then they barely got into the preliminary stages. They were the final team to qualify for the quarterfinals. And then they go on and upset a much stronger team, Russia, 2-1 to in overtime. And what a hell of a move by, uh, that was, who was that? that? Oh, it was Troy, yeah, Troy Stetcher to set up Andrew Mangiapane for the game-winner. Definitely go look up that goal if you haven't seen it yet. Um, But Hagel, Peary, and Bodin all advance onto the semifinals with Team Canada. And as I said just a moment ago, they got a date with Team USA tomorrow afternoon. What a matchup that's going to be. For the first time in a while, the United States will likely be the favorite in that matchup. But as we just saw, I mean, don't count out the Canadians just yet. What an upset there. Uh, Russia really, on paper, were the better team in this matchup and rounded out the preliminaries by playing pretty well. I had them going all the way to the gold medal game, but I uh, guess that won't be happening. So the tournament comes to an end for both Zadorov and Shalonoff, and six games played for Shalonoff, just one goal with no assists. certainly an underwhelming performance. Healthy scratched once after playing as the team's top-line center to start the tournament. Uh, tough that he wasn't able to uh, go in what wound up being Russia's final game of the tournament, but after how he was playing, I can't say that I was all that confident he was going to make a difference out there anyways. But for Zdorov, I mean, he put together a pretty solid tournament, consistently playing top-pairing minutes for Team Russia. They actually had a really strong top four with Zdorov, Ivan Provorov, uh, Dmitry Orlov, and Vladislav Gavrikov, a whole lot of offs there. Um, all solid NHL players, but zadorov he finishes with three assists in his eight games played at the World Championships, but he also finished as a plus-11. I know plus-minus isn't like the end-all, be-all of stats in hockey. It certainly can be misleading. But for a guy that was, you know, playing 18 to 22 minutes each and every game, plus-11 is pretty damn good, especially for a defensive-minded defenseman. So credit to Zdorov for coming out and performing well here in the World Championships. Um, Wonder if that will have... Any effect at all on what the Blackhawks intend to do with their six-foot-six defenseman later on this summer? But we know that Team USA and Team Canada will face off tomorrow in the semifinals. Don't expect Drew Camesso to dress for that one either. Um, but I do believe Hagel, Peary, and Bodan all will remain in the lineup for Team Canada. But for the other semifinal matchup, that will be. Reichel and Team Germany squaring off against that ever-so-dangerous Team Finland. I had the United States in the gold medal game when I gave my prediction a couple days ago. Of course, I had them squaring off against Team Russia. But I did have Germany squeaking out a win over Switzerland, so I'm going to say they're going to keep riding the heater here, get past the Finns, leading to a matchup with the good old United States of America in the gold medal game at the 2021 World Championships. All right, there are my latest Blackhawks updates out of the World Championships. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs. But first, I need to talk to you all about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes that you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash lockdown NHL. All you need is $500 to get started. So grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown That's W-E-A-L thfrontcom slash nhl to start growing your savings. I also need to talk to you all about Build Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Build Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter salted caramel, double chocolate, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to builtbar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15 to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next BuiltBar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up talking about the latest Blackhawks updates out of the 2021 World Championships. Moving on now, I also wanted to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs a little bit on today's episode. And the main reason why I wanted to talk about this topic is because I had to get into the hit by. Mark Shifley on Jake Evans a couple of days ago. If you haven't seen the hit yet, it's pretty rough. Just go, go look up Shifley anywhere on the internet and you'll be able to find it. Although there's, there's probably no way you haven't seen it at this point if you're a fan of hockey. But in the third period of game one between the Montreal Canadiens and Winnipeg Jets on Wednesday, it was 4-3 to late in the game, late in the third period. Jake Evans was behind Winnipeg's net, which was empty. And he was about to put the puck home into the open net. He actually still did put the puck home to seal the deal, but Shifley skated end to end and completely laid out Evans with an enormous hit. Evans went flying down to the ice and a scary moment. He appeared to, I'm not for sure, but he was flat on the ground. He appeared to go unconscious there for a moment. Credit to Nikolai Ehlers, by the way, of the Winnipeg Jets. His own guy just crushed. Jake Evans, an opposing Canadian team, and Nikolai Ehlers went out of his way to go down on the ice and protect Evans when that skirmish broke out after the hit. Just round of applause for Nikolai Ehlers. Good guy, Nikolai Ehlers. Ehlers. Um, But the problem for me with this hit, first off, it's textbook charging. Shifley skated end-to-end. I don't care if he let up in his final two strides. He skated end-to-end, with a purpose, and that was to absolutely crush Jake Evans. The intent of the play really is my problem with this whole thing because there's no way around it here. Shifley was trying to hurt Evans, and it looked like he caught him up high with an elbow right to the face. That part I don't think was intentional, but I do believe that Shifley skated end-to-end with the purpose of flattening Jake Evans. And I get that people are saying, you know, oh, well, it's a one-goal game in the final minute during the playoffs. I, I hate the old-timers saying, that's playoff hockey. Hockey isn't the same it was in the 1990s, okay? Can we get over that? It's, thir- it's That was 30 years ago. Let's, let's put that aside. This isn't the same game. I'm sorry. Would I love it to still be 1990 style hockey? Yeah, I thought that was badass hockey too. But we know the damage that concussions to, can do to people. We know the long-term effects now. We can't play that style of game anymore. It's going to... Literally damage everybody who's involved, and that's that's the effort we're trying to prevent nowadays. And the point of this is, to me, it's clear that Mark Scheifele wanted to run through Jake Evans. The intent of the play was the worst part to me. He wasn't trying to separate him from the puck. He was trying to run through him, and it was super unnecessary. He didn't have to absolutely crunch him. And it's this is about as defenseless as a player can get in this situation as well, at least to me. Head down, he's trying to make a quick play, wrapping around the net, and he just gets absolutely leveled from a guy who had him targeted from the blue line in. That's charging. It was super dangerous, super unnecessary, and as a result, Mark Shifley has been suspended for the next four games of the second round, assuming that Winnipeg even makes it that far. Um, they'll probably win at least one game or two, and who knows, potentially even the series still. Um, but a stupid play... Stupid and selfish play by Mark Scheifele leads to an enormous loss for the Winnipeg Jets. He's a key piece to that offense and also that leadership group and that core as a whole. Um, and you won't hear any complaints on my end out of that four-game suspension. So, Montreal jumps ahead one to nothing in that second-round series over Winnipeg. Scary moment from Jake Evans, kind of uh, a scary moment there for Jake Evans and a dumb play by Mark Scheifele, kind of... Um, took over the coverage, really, and <laughs> people kind of forgot that Winnipeg went on to still, w- or Montreal, excuse me, went on to still win that game. But by the way, what a comeback in the first round by the Montreal Canadiens. Coming back from being down 3-1 to over the top-seeded Toronto Maple Leafs, who you can all make fun of me now. I had them going, yes, all the way to the Stanley Cup final. What a freaking loser I am. <laughs> What else can I say that hasn't already been said about the Toronto Maple Leafs so far? The Dallas Cowboys of the National Hockey League, as Stephen A. Smith dubbed them. ay aye, aye, Toronto. What are we going to do with you? But Montreal, they win that first-round series in Game 7. They jump ahead, riding the momentum over the Winnipeg Jets, 1-0 in the second round. Then both... Boston and the Tampa Bay Lightning hold a 2 to 1 series lead at the moment. That Bruins and Islanders series has been nothing short of spectacular so far. After a strong game 1 win for the Bruins, I believe that was 5 to 2, back-to-back overtime games now. New York came away with the win in game 2, but last night Brad Marchand scored a classic greasy goal of his to put the Bruins back ahead 2 to 1. They're looking like a scary team right now in the East. Um no, looks like there's no stop to the Bruins. I know the, the the Islanders are right there, but this Bruins team, man, it just looks like they're they're on that vintage roll of theirs at the right time of the season. That addition of Taylor Hall, I believe I saw a stat last night. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive the stat was when Taylor Hall was on the ice last night, he was on for 15 shot attempts, or maybe it was either shot attempts or shot on goal. Four to nothing against. So Taylor Hall in that second line was completely dominant. I like the Bruins in that second round series right now. And then the Tampa Bay Lightning, they jumped ahead two to nothing over the Carolina Hurricanes, taking both games one and two in Carolina. But what an answer for the Canes last night, escaping out of Tampa Bay with a three to two overtime win. Sebastian Aho. With two goals, including the OT winner to keep Carolina's playoff hopes alive. Although, ultimately, I do believe they're not going to be alive for that much longer. The Lightning, I believe, are just too strong of a team right now. Now that they're fully healthy, Steven Stamkos is going. Nikita Kucherov is on a roll. And basically, any time the Lightning go on the power play, you can expect a goal out of them right now. Credit to Carolina, though, for coming away with one last night in that must-win game in, in Tampa Bay, but I still think they kind of dug themselves too big of a hole and can't expect to beat a team like the Lightning four times in the next five, five games to round out a series. The final second-round matchup to get into is my favorite of them all, the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. A couple days ago, I talked on the show about that dominant 7-1 win the Avs came away with in Game 1. Well. Game 2 went a whole lot differently but Colorado still did manage to walk away victorious with th- with a 3 to 2 overtime win as well. Um game winner scored by Miku Rantanen but Vegas really was the team that controlled the play- the pace of play throughout this game. Colorado was quite fortunate to come out with a 2 to, no- two to nothing series lead. The Golden Knights Hit the post four times in the final three periods of play, including three alone by poor Riley Smith, who just couldn't catch a break last night or on Wednesday night, I mean. Um, Should have had the game-winning goal three different times, but I guess it just wasn't meant to be. The series will be heading back to Vegas tonight, and just like Carolina, the Golden Knights will be facing a must-win when they take on the Avalanche in Game 3. All right, there are the latest updates out of the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. Coming up in just a minute, it's time for 26-year-old rookie goaltender Kevin Lankinen's 2021 season recap. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back. The NBA and NHL playoffs are getting started. UFC is in full swing all year round. And you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I just wrapped up some of my thoughts on the latest action out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, to wrap things up on the show here today, it's time for 26-year-old goaltender Kevin Lankinen's 2021 season recap. So, all in all, the numbers will say... It was kind of an average year for the rookie Lankinen, but for all of us that actually watched this kid play this season, we all know the things he was doing were far from average, especially early on in the regular season. Lankinen was right up there, possibly even leading the way for the Calder Trophy race in the first half of the year. But then, as the games got more and more meaningful down the stretch, Lankinen's playing net began to fade a little bit. Although, You know, that's not the most surprising thing out of an NHL rookie that's facing his first real grind of a regular season. But overall, on the year, looking at the numbers, Lankinen finished with a 17-14-5 record and 37 starts. 37 out of the 56 games wound up going to Lankinen this year, which certainly no one saw coming back in October or November. And in those thirty-seven starts, he finished with a three-point-zero-one goals against average and a nine-zero-nine save percentage. Lincoln had added two shutouts in his rookie campaign and also finished with nineteen quality starts out of his thirty-seven games played. So, just a fifty-one-point-seven quality start percentage. Although I gotta, I, I gotta feel like those numbers are, are skewed a little bit because the Blackhawks as a whole defensively, were one of the worst in the league this season. So, of course, Lankanen was going to allow more goals than most goaltenders would. But the tough part of breaking down Lankanen's season as a whole is that it was really a tale of two halves for him. Because in the first half of the season, I mean, he was right up there with the leaders in goals saved above average and save percentage and whatnot. Up until March, Lankanen was tremendous. He had only allowed more than 2 goals just 6 times in his first 15 starts. It was an incredible run to start his NHL career. But then after the start of March, things kind of did a complete 180. In his final 22 starts, Lankinen allowed more than 2 goals 16 times. He just wasn't the same goaltender in the second half for whatever reason, whatever whether it was, you know, the the rookie grind or um the Blackhawks just kind of Turning into what we all thought they were going to be for the entire season, the inevitable kicking in. Um, But that really makes it hard for me to kind of break down Lankinen's entire year as a whole and give it a grade because overall, the numbers, they're not really that great. I mean, they're good for a rookie, don't get me wrong, especially for one that had no expectations at all coming into the season. But a 3.01 goals against average, you know, that's not that great. 9.09 save percentage, it's. It's anything above 900 is good, but 909's it's not great. And he also finished 31st in the NHL with just 1.92 goals saved above expected. But at the same time, considering what we know about the Blackhawks' defense this year, I think we can all agree that even during the struggles towards the end of the year, for the most part, aside from those back to back two games where Lankin was pulled in the first period, he was. For the most part, better than the numbers showed, and was a big reason for the Blackhawks even being in the postseason race down the stretch without Lincolnkin and they wouldn't have even been close so even though the numbers aren't the greatest, considering that he was a rookie with no NHL expectations and he played this large of an impact for the Blackhawks in twenty twenty one I'm going to give Kevin Lankanen a B-plus for his performance this season. The first half, I would have given that an A-plus. But unfortunately, he wasn't able to keep it going all the way through the season. But those things, you know, they happen to rookies. As I said, it isn't all that surprising to see. The important thing, though, is that Lankanen, when he was at his best, he showed the Blackhawks and the rest of the NHL that he can be a starting goaltender in this league. And heading into the year, the Blackhawks really weren't sure if they had any of that in their three netminders. So for the strong showing in 2021, I am going to give 26-year-old goaltender Kevin Lankinen a B+. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, June 4th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Don't forget that the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is Mailbag Monday. So for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, please, please, please go and email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You could also hit me on one of my two Twitter accounts, or you could call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until Monday's episode, everyone, enjoy your weekend, and thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast.